Hello, and welcome to the Southeast Students Podcast. Here you can find all of the teachings from our special series in middle school group and high school group. Our goal as a ministry is to guide young people into a personal relationship with Jesus and train them to become like Him. We pray that these teachings help you to do just that. You're listening to the second part of a series on dating and relationships. Grab your Bibles and let's jump in. I think we are, I think everyone got theirs filled out. Um, so kind of the point of this, and you're like, what are we doing with our lives right now? Um, the point of this is to understand one, more about yourself and what you value. And you're like, this is where I see the direction of my life heading and where the Lord is leading me. And then with that, it's like, okay, now I need to understand if I'm going to align my life with someone else, which parts do I value most and what parts need to be in sync. And so there are some things that are negotiable and there are some things that are like, this is a non-negotiable. And we're gonna kind of walk through that a little bit tonight really quick. And this is not to like shame anyone or put you on the spot. I'm not gonna put anyone on the spot, but just going off this, you know, first one, you know, if you know Jesus, you know, if you don't know Jesus, you know, I think that's really the foundation of this whole thing is like, if you know the Lord and are being filled by the Lord, then our relationships fall into place and going off of there. And so I'm not going to have a raise of hands if you do or, or don't, but if it's something, you know, obviously you're like, I want to continue my, my walk with the Lord and being discipled by him. Um, I just want to encourage you that you're in the right place already. And so, uh, but really quick show of hands, who in the room would consider themselves an extrovert? we got a lot of extroverts in here. Wow. Okay. So um, I, we won't do the opposite with the introverts, but um, uh, so because I, I already know that you're going to be freaking out. You're like, oh my gosh. And so, I, and then who scored on the, from one to five, do you want children? Who scored a five? I'm curious, did anyone? Okay. Yes, you want kids. Okay. I was, I was like a 10 on that. I was like, I know I want kids. Okay. And so, so I, I do, I love kids. That was a big deal for me. And so who, and I'm just curious, and this is not a shame thing at all, but who on that, um, scored a one that you're like, I'm not really that interested. Okay. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing is like, just understanding it's like, okay, this is a big value in my life. Somebody else may not have that as a value. Can we reconcile it? It doesn't necessarily mean like this is, oh, absolute deal breaker, but it's something you have to work through in relationships. Um, how many of you already sense a calling to ministry or a career? How many of you already, you're like, I, it doesn't have to be like 100% like, oh, I'm going to go and die in Africa. But do you kind of already sense, you're like, you're like, I have a calling on my life. God has a calling on my life, a specific direction. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of you are still figuring that out and that's okay. You know, Stephen. Just to kind of clarify, do you mean like a missionary you're going out or what do you mean or by anything, ministry? Anything. It could be any type of ministry. Oh, only it, ministry. It, or career. Or career. He says, yeah, ministry or career. Yeah. And, yeah. But you're asking. Your ministry would be your career. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's and or. So, you know, your ministry can be in your career field. Do you have a direction in life that you already feel called to? And, um, you know, it's like, actually, I was talking to a guy last year. Great guy, love the Lord, feel super called to the mission field. Really interested in this girl that just wants to be a soccer mom and currently wants to drive a Vespa in California. And it's like, can you reconcile? Like, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like, I just want to like go and die for Jesus. And she's like, I just want to have 
children and kind of live my soccer mom life? Can they reconcile it? And they actually had to decide it wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to be a good fit because it was just too difficult to like bring those worlds into one reality. And so I think those are really good questions to ask. Actually, really funny. I'll tell a joke on Danae and I. So when we were in college, Danae really felt like the Lord was leading to care for middle school girls. Sorry, high school girls, but she told Mr. Calling. That's why she doesn't like you. Anyways, I'm just kidding. No, so I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, so, and at the time I was like, I really felt like the Lord was calling me to do high school ministry. I was like, I like this age. I like being around these people. And so I remember so well going to the director of my Bible college. I was like, can this be reconciled? He's like, honestly, Josh, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and like at the time, I'm like, is it, God, is this in your will? So like sometimes we overthink these things, but sometimes yeah, we still need to think through them. Like what would that outcome be? Um, and I'm going to just pass the last question for that. But then um, the for talking about who you would like to date or who you want to date or future spouse, um, do you think they'd be a better fit if they're introvert or extrovert? So if you think it'd be better, like, I wish I was married to an extrovert, raise your hand. I'm curious. Okay. Can so, I raise my hand? Huh? Did I? Yes, you can. So, see, it worked out. See? It she got it. Yeah. She got it. Um, but then, and we don't have a raise of hand of these, but then also now asking, like, okay, if they want children, I want children. Like, is this a big deal? You know, is this something? And the thing is, like, starting to think through what are values in my life? What are things that I'm like, I want to go through life this way and I'm not needing to like completely obliterate those in order to get into a relationship. And guys, something that I think our culture has done is saying that like values are shallow. It is not bad to want to seek after someone that has the same goals in life as you and is moving the same direction. Because otherwise, you know, you find people who are just polar opposites. And I know we hear like opposites attract, opposites attract. They may attract, but it doesn't always mean they're the best fit. And so, and we're going to talk a little bit through that tonight. So Danae was so gracious to join me this evening. Can we give Danae a hand? Come on. Come on. So, so we're going to be each sharing a little bit of our experience and what it looked like, you know, before we even started dating, when we were single a little bit and then into dating and how that worked. And I, I'll just share briefly. So once again, I was, while I was in Bible college, was enjoying my time. I think I was there for like three and a half years before Danette and I met. Something like that. Three years. And uh, I was there for a while. And it's only a two-year program, so that's kind of sad. But um, so, so I was there. So, so I'm there for a while. Okay, I did a split year in my defense. I did a split year. Well, um, so I'm there. And the, I think it was like the second year I was there. There was 14 guys. Super low group of guys. And I think there was like 80 girls. And it was like... The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. <laughs> Here I am, Lord, send me. Like, and uh, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, maybe anyone here could be like my potential wife. And it obviously it didn't work out. It was it was a year later, and I ended up meeting today. But already, I was starting to process through, like, could I see this being a good fit? Could I see this working? And so, just thinking through that. Um, and tonight, I think really we want to stress that you know, first we have to address um, who you're going to date or like move towards. And cause so many times I think people want to rush straight to the how, but really we have to address um, the who before you can address the how. And so um, Danae and I will be just walking through that. And I just kind of want to give like this idea of thinking, 
Um, think of relationships as really like walking on a path or a trail. You know, suddenly you notice someone walking on the trail next to you, and now you have to decide like, how do I interact with this person? Do I talk with them to get to know them? Or do I see what it's like just to walk with them? If they start running, do I run? If they go right at the fork in the trail, do I go right as well? And all these questions just flood your mind. And how do I know if this is the right person to be on this journey called life with? And I think it's like you start thinking through like, if I meet someone, how do I, how do I navigate that? Um, and it's a great question to ask. So thinking about like dating and relationships and your relationship with someone else, um, this is the one relationship outside of a relationship with Jesus that will have the most effect on the trajectory and outcomes of your life. And so keeping that in mind, is like, this is a big deal. Like who you align your life with will dramatically change where you end up at the final destination really and how the journey even looks. And so keeping that in mind, clarification, you know, I just want to bring this up. This is not to make you navigate relationships out of fear. I think that would be from the enemy, um, but instead to propel you to trust the Lord and his guidance in your relationships. And so it's like, Lord, you've given wisdom through your word. And now I want to trust you that God, you are going to do a work. And I just have to follow you in your guidance. And so it's, it's not something where we're saying, oh, be afraid. You're going to make the wrong choice and all this stuff. That's not it at all. But instead being like, we want to support and encourage you, like um, trust the Lord through this whole process. Uh, and I want to just bring up that there is a reality that relationships can be beautiful and life-giving, but if done wrong or with the wrong person, they can actually be really as destructive as like a force of nature. And something that um, I want to bring up is that it's like when you are seeking some, or getting to know someone through that whole process, actually keeping clear in your mind, like these values, like that you've already set in your mind. It's like, okay, I want to see that they line up with God's word first. And then also where I feel like God has moved in my life and is calling me. And so I just actually want to walk through kind of a list of different things, kind of a non-list list, because I'm not really a big list like point guy, but that's the direction we're going tonight. And so, um, but the first one, so for the believer um, viewing things in light of marriage, you know, it's wise to look at, you know, who are you going to spend the rest of your life with? Who's this potential mate going to be? And so the number one point is a follower of Jesus. And I marked on there, and I think I put on your notes, is this is a non negotiable like this is something that you cannot uh, waver on because if you go outside of this I truly believe it really just starts off the whole thing on a very rocky path and not a solid foundation and I want to encourage you in that is that guys also this is not something where you're trying to be like a missionary dating or evangel dating if you want to call it that it's like <laughs> seek someone who already knows the Lord you're not trying to bring them to the Lord and I've heard that that's the excuse I've heard many times like oh, I'm going to like bring them to Christ if I start dating them and stuff. But what generally happens is actually they pull you away from the Lord yeah. instead of you pushing them towards. And I've even seen where people do marry a person who's a non-believer. And they're like, I just want to do it and I want to move forward and, and really just not in the spirit of like following the Lord. And what ends up happening is their life really is miserable in a lot of ways mm -hmm. because they are in such different directions in life and their calling and everything is like, uh, the for the believer, they want to seek the Lord and follow him. And for the non-believer, they're like, they're still trying to satisfy their own fleshly desires. And it just conflicts. And so I say that not to be heavy handed, but it's something that actually um, the Lord could really speak into your life and like really 
work in your life, if you're sensitive to him, like this is not someone you should align your life with. And Paul says about relationships in 2 Corinthians 6, um, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what fellowship do righteousness and iniquity have? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What agreement does Christ have with Baal? Or what portion does a believer have with an unbeliever? What agreement does the temple of God have with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. And when Paul is speaking um, here, he's just speaking of those who align themselves in general, but how much more important for the closest person in your life and like how, how that's going to change how you view life. Um, and, and so just looking at that, but today I'm going to hand off to you. Okay. <clears throat> um, so a verse I thought of for this section was Proverbs thirteen twenty: walk with the wise and become wise, associate with fools and get in trouble. Um, so kind of just going off of what Josh is saying is basically like, if you are, um, any relationship with someone who's not walking with the Lord, you guys are going to be walking in completely different directions and it can just become unwise. Okay. So the second one is, do they spend time with Jesus? So the second fill in is time. Um, so basically this kind of looks like, I think it looks in a lot different for each person. Um, but like seeking, are they spending time in his word or in prayer? Um, I think something too, I did a lot with Josh even when we were um, starting to date is observing them and how they treat people and watching them when like, not when they're, they know you're not watching them, but like even that like integrity, like what do they act like when you're not there? How do they treat their friends? How do they treat their parents? How do they treat their, um, their siblings, all those different things are good to keep in your mind. Um, you get a good pair of binoculars, yeah. <laughs> like the bushes and a ghillie suit. It's like, it's a great way to go about it. But I mean, always going, but always going back to, do they actually have a relationship with the Lord or are they just saying it so then they, you can check it off your box and move forward. Um, so I think really, really actually thinking through that question and then um, I think something super important when looking at dating is, um, and this is something you can do obviously way before you start dating, is just making sure that you have people in your life who you can go to, um, whether that is a mentor or a parent, um, but someone that you can go to who will give you really good counsel um, and will give you um, good perspectives and good um, wisdom, even when it's not necessarily what you want to hear, um, but being willing to accept that. Um, there's a verse in Proverbs 24, 6, victory lies in the abundance of advisors. Um, and that's one I've thought of a lot is um, as we are seeking people, uh, people who are believers and people who love us and you know that their interests are for your good. Um, as you seek those people, um, there's victory in that because they will, they will lead you in the right way if they're walking with the Lord. Um, and so I just think I think there's an importance of finding those people for all the different stages, whether that is just you being single. I think it's great if you're able to find someone who you can come to um, with things that are going on in your life, through dating, through marriage, engagement. Every single season, there's benefit in um, finding good counsel, so. Totally. And something I wanted to bring up actually for you guys as you're thinking through like dating and, and what does that look like going towards engagement and marriage and everything. And something for you, not necessarily to evaluate someone else, but for yourself, you know, don't, don't date just to date. I don't encourage you in that. Although um, it doesn't mean it's bad to date. It doesn't mean if you go on one date that you're going to marry that person either. Yeah. 
And so, but I think being careful not just to date someone and mess with their emotions. And then it's like, it's not going anywhere. You couldn't see it ever accumulating to anything, but you're like, oh, all my friends are dating. And so I just have to date someone right now. And I would encourage you in that, that it's not, don't feel that pressure. You know, don't feel the pressure that it's like, I have to date right now. Um, I think of a lot, and this is something not in the notes at all, but I'm just thinking of right now even, where in Song of Solomon, it says again and again, like, don't awaken love before it's time. And we don't exactly know what that means and like the definition of that. But I do think in a lot of ways, it's like, as young people, don't start in these relationships and then feel like you're consumed. Like, I have to be dating in order to feel fulfilled. And so I encourage you in that. And so that's just totally a side note. But next point is, do they love people? And so when you're observing someone, it's like, who to date? Do they love people? Um, people who are interested in you will always put on their best self. So how they behave around you probably isn't the best representation of who they actually are. Um, and that's something to really think through. So with Danae and I actually, um, this is gonna sound really horrible. I was getting to know her and I was like, let me just see if it's valid. Like what she is saying, does her life line up with it? And so I would, either we'd be in a big group and I'd be like kind of observing from across the room and, um, and just like seeing how she's living her life and like, what's going on? How does she interact with people? Is she mean to people? Is she kind? Is she, you know, how does she treat people? And so I remember actually super well um, talking even like about kids and stuff too. She told me, she's like, I really love kids. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, loud gal, say that. And, um, <laughs> and then I remember one day super well, I go into our um, dining hall at the college and Danae had one of the director's kids and she was like swinging around, playing with him. And I was like, this girl actually loves kids. Like she doesn't only say it, but she actually means it. And I was finding more and more the things that she was saying also was completely lining up with her life. And so that was huge for me. And I was like, I wanted to um, get to know her more because of that. So how do they care for people? You know, an example I think too is like, how do they treat like waitresses and waiters? How do they treat the gas, um, gas attendant? How do they treat people at the store cash register because those are people who you obviously you're getting goods from or like you know you're getting your meal served to you but you're not getting something in return like emotional or anything like that and so how people treat folks who are in those positions i think shows a lot about character and so and also you know gals i would encourage you like how men treat their mother in a lot of ways this may sound weird is a lot of ways how they'll end up treating their wife and so if they treat their mom horrible and they're you know just angry and whatever is like keep that in mind that that can actually be like a foreshadow of how they're going to treat their spouse someday and interact with them so something just to keep in mind and you know people can put on a face for a long time but at some point that true person will come out and they'll interact with you the same demeaning way they've been treating everyone else so it's something to watch out for for sure when you're getting to know someone and then on the flip side though if they're kind you know, it's like, that can be so beautiful and so attractive. It's like, I want to be with somebody who's kind to others. And even when we look in scripture, it's like, you can't say that you love God and hate people. And so it's once again, right in correlation with like your relationship and love for the Lord, hmm. so. Okay, so the next one, um, do they spend time with the church? Um, so I think this can be a pretty important one. Um, where is their time going to? Are they involved in their church? Um, even going back to, are they? Do they have people they can they can go to? Um, relationships, um, mentors. Um, 
basically like are you trying to make them a believer just so you can date them i mean thinking of like in the broad spectrum of even in the church of like are you trying to do it just so you can check a box like i said before um the next one would be look for some you someone with the same values um there's a level of healthy compromise in areas, but wise to think over. So there's a lot of areas that could go into this. Um, as Josh talked about family, um, do they want to have kids? Do they not want to have kids? Um, are they wanting to be a missionary? Are they wanting to go overseas or are they wanting to live like an American dream? Or um, are they, do they like to travel or are they homebodies? Do they want to stay home? Do they want to go do things? Introverted, extroverted. There's like so many things that you can go off of. Um, and so maybe just as you're like getting to know someone, you can kind of um, like compare where you guys are both at. The biggest one for us when we were dating was probably kids, um, aside from being believers, was probably kids. Make sure we lined up in that. Um, and then some other things to consider. Um, <clears throat> are you attracted to them? It's probably an important one. And um, I, I actually want to put a little note in here. Sometimes okay. like people over-spiritualize this and they're like, okay, I don't find this person attractive, but they meet all the character criteria. And so they're like, okay, I'll date them. If you have <laughs> to force yourself to date someone, it's probably not a good relationship. <laughs> okay. And I'm just, I'm. this may sound like, just totally a given but this happens a lot i think especially in like christian circles in christian culture, yeah. yeah and so they're like oh they meet all the boxes and so it's like no it it's a beautiful thing to actually be attracted to someone and you look in the bible and you look in relationships and there's like this beauty and this there is romance and it's like they love being together and that is totally good and so don't ever think of it as like i'm being shallow i find them attractive no that's it's it's okay to be attracted to someone so go ahead i'm sorry sweetheart um but basically going back to, I think right now, I think while you are single um, is a great time to be able to ponder and think through these questions like the uh, first paper, the relationship values, um, even if you do it later on, but go back over it and really think through like where you are at truly with that. Um, because those things, I mean, when it comes to you being single, this is like the best time to evaluate kind of where you're at in those things, which things are negotiable for you. Like maybe it's not that big of a deal with kids, but you really want to travel the world or whatever, like those things, like really just going through those and making sure that you kind of figure out where, where you feel like the Lord is leading you to. So. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And going back, actually, I just want to talk to you a little bit again about the whole opposites thing. Cause I think we hear that a lot guys. There are very complimentary things about being an opposite. You know, it's like myself, I would find myself in to the, like, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed individual overall. Like kind of, let's just take it as it comes. Let's see how it goes. Danae is a lot more structured in life and she's much more of a go-getter. And you know, last week she wasn't feeling well. And then this week she like tiled our whole back porch and laundry room and stuff like that's, that's Danae's personality. And actually for me, it totally propels me to be more assertive. And to be more of a go-getter is very complimentary to me in my yeah. personality. And I think, I actually, I like to think that I'm complimentary <laughs> to her and help her relax at times yeah, and yeah. care for her. And, um, and so those are things that are like, they can be very sweet. But then there's other things where it's like, you know, one person's 
maybe they're just like a homebody. They do, they're like, I just want to be home all the time. I really never want to leave my house. I'm fine to like, you know, have a book den and just never leave and watch shows or whatever. And then someone else, hey guys, let's cut it out over here. And then, you know, the other person's like, I want to be gone all the time. I want to travel. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to be with friends. I want to be hanging out every night of the week. And it doesn't mean that it's like um, necessarily a bad thing, one or the other, but it also can be taxing on a relationship. And so just thinking through those things, it's like, what does that look like and how, how can we reconcile it? But I, I want to just bring it back to, Danae brought it up a little while ago, but like counsel. And guys, if I can't, I can't stress enough, like go to counsel, go to counsel, go to counsel. Like have wise people in your life to speak into dating. And I think somehow we think of dating as like, I'm removed, I'm doing this thing and it's fun and it's electric and you know, we're having a great time. But at the same time, like in all honesty, things in life just work best when we have others coming alongside of us through that whole process. And so going to counsel, going to wise individuals who you can speak very openly about with, with relationships. You know, somebody said to me, they're like, Josh, if it's in secret, it's not healthy. And for me, that was like, I had to hear that. Like I needed to talk to people. I couldn't have like secrets in my relationship or even emotionally because I, I needed other people to come alongside of me and give me wisdom. And I think a lot of it is, you know, honestly, when you're interested in someone, your brain is just on crazy pills. Like you're not thinking straight. They're talking to you and all you see is the cute person in front of you. Uh, meanwhile, they're confessing to you how they murdered someone or something. And you're like, yeah, that sounds like fun. I'd love to join you sometime. Because all you're hearing is like, wah, 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 cute person in front of me. Uh, because you're just not thinking clearly. You're just crazy. But you need, so you need people that can say, whoa, slow down. Think for a moment. You are not looking at this situation correctly. Yeah. They're not a good fit for you. You're not going about this right. Because the thing is, guys, you know, we're the least qualified person to protect ourselves in life in a lot of ways. And that may sound odd, but it's like we need people to care for us and walk with us and go through life and speak truth into our life. You know, otherwise we can be our own worst enemy. We can spiral. You know, I've seen the opposite too. Somebody's in a great relationship and then because they, they isolate themselves, they end up breaking up with them. And then it's like, what's happening? This was going perfect, but they've just spiraled and just been their own worst enemy and destroyed, you know what, you can see God was actually building something beautiful. And so it's like bringing people into that to care for you through the process can be huge. And I wanna bring this up too, show grace for others and their shortcomings. You know, as we look at this um, non-list list, you know, show grace, it's like people might fall or mess up in certain areas, or maybe they talk horrible to the barista Starbucks one time or something because they're having a bad day. And so don't be like, uh, Josh said, <laughs> you know, that's not it at all. Like, no, it's like show grace to people, show grace to yourself. So the first time Danae and I actually drove up to meet her family, we're dating. We're not even engaged yet. We're dating. We've never had a fight before. Rainbows and unicorns everywhere. And we're driving up and all, I'm just so insecure so nervous i'm gonna meet her family for the first time and i and here's what set me up i'm like just like over there she's driving not knowing a thing's wrong at all i'm like shaking and i go well what are your parents names because all i've ever heard her call her parents is mom and dad and she goes she goes my mom's name is joy and my dad's name is brad i hear her say my dad's name is rad i was like that's like the coolest name ever and i'm like the loser guy who just is feeling super insecure and so all of a sudden 
we get in this big argument. We start fighting. And it was the weirdest thing. We had to pull over at like a gas station because we're both so heated. And like all it really came down to is I was just super insecure. I didn't know how to share that with her because up until this point, I kind of kept everything locked away inside. And it was just incredible. You know, just the cape and just flowing. But no, like all of a sudden it, it started to reveal like this is really who I am. And Danae, I started seeing a different side of her through the process because we never argued before. So all of a sudden this is coming out. And if I had been like, do you know what? Uncompatible, it's over, you know, I would have ruined a horrible thing. I would have ruined a wonderful thing. I would have done, I would have done. Everyone needs to come down. I would have, I would have done a horrible thing and ruined a wonderful thing. You know, it's like, and I just think of in that, like show, your, show yourselves a lot of grace. Yeah. You know, show a lot of grace to other people. So if it's like one time, but it, it's more when you're looking at this, like if it's a continual, they treat people horrible. They're not seeking the Lord. They're living in sin. They're unrepentant. Then it's, and they're like, but I'm a Christian. It's like, no, that's, that's not something that we align ourselves with people who are doing those things. You know, Paul even goes as far as to say, don't even eat with such a person who's living in sin this way. And so I would encourage you that it's like show grace when it's like a, something where you see this happen, something, there's a downfall. But at the same time, be careful not to put yourself in a relationship where it could be detrimental mm-hmm. long-term. Yeah. You know, in conclusion, and I'm just going back to kind of this metaphor from the beginning, but going back to this thinking of relationships on this like trail or path. And I believe this, when you know someone is a good fit and they're already walking the same direction, same speed with the same goal. And all you do, all you have to do at this point is really just reach out your hand and start walking together. And you're not pulling them back on the path and you're not pushing them to go forward. You're simply just walking on the same journey towards the Lord. And I would encourage you in that. It's like relationships. And when you're like seeking someone out, it's like they're already walking towards Jesus. They already have such a love for the Lord. They're already doing these things. And you want to be with someone who is pressing on toward the Lord, even if you are never a part of their life. Yeah. It's not contingent on you to be Jesus to them. It's not contingent on you to be their spiritual well-being. And that's the person you want to be with and spend your life with. Mm-hmm. And that's the person who's going to encourage you as well and come alongside of you and care for you. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Southeast Students Podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, you can find out more online by visiting our website at ccscportland.com. Hope you have a blessed week, and we'll see you later. Peace.